No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Monday night edition, Daily Boogie fucking podcast. Let's go. Come on now. Yeah, absolute pleasure. I hope you had a good weekend, because I certainly did. As always, we've got so much to get through in so little time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so much to talk about. I'm very upset with CNN right now. <laughs> I'm not upset with their hiring policy. I'm not upset uh, with their HR department. I'm not upset with anything in particular at CNN. I'm upset that the Jeffrey Tubin thing happened the day after my last show last week, and I'm really annoyed. Because now it's been like four, five, six, maybe six days. It's been five days at least since it happened, and so everybody's been able to talk about it already. And here I am rolling up at the end of the movie. You know. Hey, did any of you guys hear about this Jeffrey Tubin guy? <laughs> and everyone's going to go, boo! So it's going to suck. But I have to. We have to talk about these things. <laughs> A couple of people in the chat asking if they've missed out on the, uh, on the masturbation. What, you haven't started yet? Jesus Christ, man. I thought you were a fan. Should be halfway through by now. <laughs> Should be just about done by now. The hell are you doing out there? Pull your finger out and get your hand on it already. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, earlier on Twitter today, I did say that this is going to be my last show for a while and that I would explain, so allow me to explain. Thank you for joining us. Um, so... I don't, I don't want to kind of spin anything, and there is really no way to spin this, and I don't want to kind of hold anything back, and I don't want to be too dramatic. So the thing is, I'm just kind of tired right now, but I, it's more than that. I'll explain. So you guys who are here, you know, regularly, you guys who are here now, who, you know, listen to the show, or you've subscribed to the podcast or whatever... You guys are basically like the elite Republican guard in the last days of the Iraq war, whichever one you want. You're kind of standing sentry over a palace as, you know, <laughs> bombs are coming flying in into our territory. You know, people are losing their limbs and shit. Shit's flying off. So this podcast is basically like dying. <laughs> it's dying. It's slowly dying of cancer. I don't know how else to tell you. It's slowly dying of cancer, despite your best efforts, if you know what I mean. The regime is getting toppled despite your best efforts. So you're awesome. You're amazing like that. But um, it's just, and it's just kind of demotivating. And I know people will say that's a horrible thing to say. It shouldn't be demotivating, yada, yada, yada. But I'm a human. It is. Got to admit. I think like 18 months ago or so, we were around like the top 100 podcasts in the US political podcast, which was cool. Like I never expected that. That's way more than I thought we'd ever get. 
Um, but, you know, that was a while ago now. That was like 12, 18, maybe 18 months ago. And it's just been like a nice kind of steady downward trend till then. And again, I know it shouldn't matter, but it, it's it's kind of a grind doing this. I've been doing this schedule probably for over a year as well. And when you work full time to do like four full full shows, you know, podcast episodes a week, because I do three of mine and then one that I do with someone else, it, it gets very grindy. So, you know, like on the shows that I'm, on the days that I'm doing shows, like it's, I'm not sapped of enjoyment because when I'm actually here talking to you and doing this and like watching clips and getting interrupted and, you know, fucking around, that's, that's a lot of fun still. It's still fun. But it's the times in between. It's starting to feel like a chore and it sh- I can't have it feeling like that. Otherwise, I shouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? It's a bad sign. So it's all of the stuff you don't see, like... Just even just fucking having to flick through like a couple of dozen sources just looking for stuff to read or talk about or whatever. It's all very time consuming. Uploading videos and shit. So, you know, lately I've just been finding that I'm not, because it is such a grindy thing to do when you're working full time as well. I've just been in, I, I haven't been enjoying the grindy parts, if that makes sense. So it's all just kind of wearing on me. And then I'm, so I'm also tossing up, like, is there anything that I should be doing different? Because, you know, it's dumb to think that, well, I'll, you know, stubbornly, like, I'll just keep doing whatever I'm doing. Well, I'll just keep the mix, whatever it is right now, forever. And, you know, um, things like, you know, it's not me, it's the children who are wrong, right? You know, (laughs) That Seymour Skinner line? Well, no, of course, the children are. So, you know, you want to try and avoid that. So I think if I just, you know, take a break or something, I can think about it more clearly. So that might mean, you know, doing more. Because like last week I was tossing up, should I start doing like a one-hour show a day instead? Because that's kind of the person I am, right? If something's not really working the way I want it to, or something's not really working out, I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, well, just just do more, you know what I mean? Just work harder, do more stuff. But that might not necessarily be the best way to go about this. You know? Maybe it's better to stop doing it and then see if I want to keep doing it or not. Maybe I'll. Maybe it'll be like a week, two weeks, a month. I don't know. Maybe it, I won't come back either. Like, things end, you know what I mean? Thing, everything ends eventually. At some point, the sun is going to run out of fuel and then it's going to expand to a size that engulfs Earth. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. It's going to expand to a size that engulfs Earth and then it's going to turn into a black, uh, black hole and everything that has ever existed in our direct vicinity will be evaporated and gone forever. <laughs> So that's a happy thought, you know. Everything ends eventually. And maybe it's the right time. I don't know. But I, 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 I'm not going to know unless I try. You know what I mean? So, um, but, you know, maybe I'll, I'll stop for a week and think and be rejuvenated enough to go, you know what? I'm on my way back. Or, you know, there's also IRL stuff that's going in the background that, you know, I'm not going to get into, obviously, but that might be draining on me as well. That could be it. I don't know. 
It might be everything. It might be nothing. The the demotivating factor of like the show, the podcast, not doing so well. Um, again, I, I you know, and I don't want to sound like a prima donna or anything either. So it's kind of tough to talk about without sounding that way. But you know, we've had some good shit happen. Like getting to a thousand on YouTube was like a big fucking weight off my back, you know, because I never thought it would happen. So that was cool, you know. Getting a partner on D Live, I never thought I'd get that. So that was fucking cool too, you know. Like, so it's not all bad, but it's it. Like I said, it's difficult to talk about it without sounding like you're kind of trying to big note yourself or you're being a spoiled brat or, or something like that, you know. Um, but it is demotivating. But I, again, it might be other stuff. It might be a combination of all that. And like I said, it's just not, it's not an, I'm sapped of energy. It's not uh, enjoyment while I'm doing it. But the grindy parts are not enjoyable anymore and they have to be if I'm going to do it, you know what I mean? So maybe I'll come back. Some people have said do more. Some people have said do one show a week. I don't know. But I might be off for a couple of weeks and then think to myself, well, maybe I'll have another week. And then I might think, well, maybe I have another week. And then maybe, I don't know. So that's where I'm at anyway. And just for those who are curious, no, I haven't, like, lost any, um, you know, because I've, I, t- I, t- I turned off all of the, you know, diamonds and shit for today just because I thought it would be tacky to leave all that kind of stuff on. So, you know, and uh, on Patreon as well, I think what I'm going to do in the next couple of days, once I figure out how to do it, I tried to look before, but I couldn't figure it out. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter of the show, you're a, you're an absolute legend first. But second, it's not right to keep that going while I'm not doing regular stuff. So as soon as I can figure it out, just give me a couple of days though, because, you know, <laughs> I'm an idiot. So I'll, I'll figure out how to do it and I'll reimburse, like I'll refund your last uh, Patreon for for this month or whatever it is. I'll figure out how a way to do it. And then I'll like just at least pause temporarily the Patreon page so nobody else jumps on. But I do appreciate the people who have, but it just wouldn't be right to leave it open. Like, And then three weeks from now, if I haven't done anything, somebody goes, hang on, what, what did, what's he taking money for? That wouldn't be right. So, yeah. Anyway, that's enough of that shit. How about we leave it all out on the field tonight? How about we have a little fucking fun with this? Welcome to the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I still, yes, I will still be doing the starting block. Because, um, you know, God, God help me. Greeno, Greeno might come to my house and strangle me if I stop doing that. So, <laughs> And we can't have our little mate upset. Uh, speaking of which, we had a very nice lunch <clears throat> on Saturday, the lunch of legends. I think I went all right. I think I did well. Fuck, it took five days to prepare, so it better be impressive. You know what I mean? Because now the next meal, if he wants to one-up me in the next meal, he's going to have to hunt his own meat. That's the only way. Because he's not going to be taking five days to do it. I tell you that much right now. Let's get into this. Monday Night Edition Daily Boogie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I was really upset with CNN at the end of the show last week. Because I finished the show on Wednesday or Wednesday night. And then it was, I think it was Thursday. The story broke out. The Jeffrey Turbin is back, ladies and gentlemen. He, He came back to CNN. And I was so fucking mad because I knew it would be days and days and days 
until I'd be doing a podcast again. See, maybe it's just fucking bad luck as well. <laughs> maybe we're not having much luck. So I knew it'd be days and days, and then so everybody's had a chance to talk about it and dissect it and break it down and unpack it and all of our other little euphemisms. And I haven't. And I thought, well, fuck it. I'm going to have to because <clears throat> here on this show, ladies and gentlemen, we like to keep a little close eye on the corporate media, see what they're doing, because I think we fucking deserve better. But before we do any of that, how about a few inspirational words from President Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, United States President Joe Biden. Where um, we can work together with Russia, for example. We can work it out. And uh, in Libya, we should be opening Libya. up the the the, the passes. Going on in Libya. <laughs> I thought, I thought the show was already over in Libya. How silly of me. Wait, we're doing Libya again? <laughs> Did they find themselves another, you know, ass-rapable dictator? Because if they did, we need to be on that. We came, we saw, he died. We're back. <laughs> we're back, everybody. Thought you got sick of us, huh? Well, we're back. Fucking shit up. Just to be able to go through and provide... Uh provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assistance, I mean, yeah. vital assistance to vital uh, assistance. a population that's in real trouble. They're in real trouble, all right. Not as much trouble as the guy who got impaled through the arsehole with his own bayonet, though. He, he had it pretty bad. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, and by the way, there's places by the where way. I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me see. <laughs> what is going on here? Yes, sir, Mr. President. <laughs> Inspirational speech, sir. <laughs> Fuck is happening? God, and you know, the pomp and ceremony of these fucking little junkets. God, I hate it. And how how kind of sad has it been? And for me, it doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't matter if I like the politician that's there. But surely by now, everybody can see like the oh, it's dripping with theatre. Like you know what I mean. All, all of this can be achieved. I don't know if you're, you, you're new to this idea or not. It is 2021, so this is kind of new tech. But here's, here's what we know. All of these little meetings and get-togethers and talks can all be achieved mostly through correspondence. You know, most, most, an email will, will do it. But this is, this is all for the grandeur of themselves. When you see these images of all of these, you know, global leaders standing on podiums with light displays behind them, that's them. That is literally them trying to be rock stars. You know, it's all unnecessary. I, I'm yet to hear a good argument from somebody who thinks I'm too cynical as to why, you know, these millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of these governments spending on themselves to do things that yours that are designed purely to make you clap at them. No one's given me a good answer for that. So fuck them. So I've I've always thought it's it's awful and cringe all of these like over the top fucking junkets and resort getaways and stuff because it's not just the leaders, you know, the leaders don't go alone. They take a team with them. There's a posse that travels with them. You know, inner circles and then inner circles of the inner circles. And they get there and they mingle and they drink and they fuck often. 
And then they go back to their own jurisdictions and their own marketplaces when you're in the media. And, you know, they, they share ideas and then they come up with new ideas. And that's how you get, like, idiotic ideas from one country traveling to another country because of these fucking things. Again, most of which could be carried out purely through email, Zoom fucking calls, Skype calls, or a phone call would be good enough. But they're kind of getting get, getting together and rubbing their opulence in your face. So I don't like this this shit. But then on top of that, so their job is pretty easy when they're at one of these things. It's it's get out there, say warm, rosy, nothing statements to the you know to us, the peasants, and we'll go, yes, goddamn. Did you see the video that was going around earlier today of like the young black girl who's like crying because she's so inspired by Joe Biden? It's fucking. <laughs> but the best part about that video, if you do see it, you know, kind of flash around on your timeline on Twitter, do hit do hit it and have a look, because you'll notice the funniest thing about that is. She's live on TikTok or something, so you can see the comments that she's getting in her stream on her phone screen. And it's like it's like comment after comment of like, shit, damn, that just another dumbass white boy. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> Which is great. But she's not reading. She's not listening to the feedback. <laughs> she's just, oh my God, Joe Bart is so impressive. My God, I love him. <laughs> and you're just kind of laughing. And then the people who are watching her, other black people, are like, man, this is bullshit. <laughs> that, shit kind, that kind of shit gives me hope. It really does. Anyway, let's carry on with the inspirational leader of the free world here. And, uh, you know, as, a, as an underpowered ally to the United States, I, I've got to say, uh, wow, what what tremendous confidence we get from watching this. Okay? When Trump was in, we got a little bit cocky and we started to strut a little bit too much with China, for example. We like to stand on our northernmost border and kind of give give the finger to uh, the countries above us, which are much more, you know, much more heavily populated. I mean, Australia is a country of about 26 million people, which I think is around the pop it's less than the population of california right so it's and it's a landmass the same size as the united states so it's a very sparsely populated uh remote country by and large we have more of a global footprint than we really should because really there's fuck all here <laughs> right it's it's desert and you know it's, de it's desert and really hot, sticky woodland where there's lots of things that are trying to kill you. And then within a few miles of the coast, there's a bunch of houses and people living there who, who really are kind of too laid back to give a fuck about anything. Like, oh. So that's us. So when Trump was in, of course, uh, you'll remember we started, we started having sanctions placed on us, economic sanctions by China, trade sanctions. Because we wanted an independent investigation into the uh, the emergence of the coronavirus. That turned out to be, uh, that aged well, didn't it? <laughs> Little did we know, six months later, even Anthony Fauci, his fucking self, would be coming out and say, you know what, maybe we should look into it a little more. <laughs> Who knew? But back then, we had to get trade sanctions on us for suggesting such a thing. And of course... Uh, when Trump was president, there was a little bit more swagger. We would kind of stand on our northernmost border and give the finger and go, well, you can't touch us because our big friend America, they've got our back. And now I'm not so sure. I mean, the pathetic, the pathetic 
fucking op-eds and stuff coming out for places. Did you see the Time magazine one? God. God almighty. <laughs> it was fucking awful. The aviator sunglasses. And, oh, God. It's worse than you can think. It's worse than you can imagine. Just the fucking hero worship of Joe Biden. But, um... You know, with him, like these pathetic op-eds where they say Joe Biden's gonna Joe Biden's gonna talk to the G7 about standing up to China. It's like, come on, mate, are we really doing this? After everything we know about the money and the sun and everything, right? Come on, mate, stop! It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself now. But they don't care. They just keep going. They just keep pushing through, pushing past common decency. Like when, when you know somebody is lying and you tell them that you know that they're lying and yet they continue lying to you, to your face. That's what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, the inspirational Joe Biden. Say it this way. Russia has engaged in activities which are, we believe are contrary to international norms. Yeah. But... Yeah, this is normal. They have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on and for example the rebuilding of uh i've i've always said that joe biden's greatest weakness is um when he's allowed to drag on for too long if he can just keep his answers short he's fine but the moment he kind of gets past his you know allowable time frame mentally of how how he can structure his responses like he can't he shouldn't be doing tangents he he must be he, he must be getting trained to avoid tangents i think which is why he's constantly referring to things like well i better not talk too much cuz i'll get in trouble or and shit like this cuz it's not the first time he said something like that he's let it slip a lot i think he's being coached heavily don't go off on tangents you're not donald trump you can't do it stop trying to be like trump Trump's whole fucking campaign was a tangent. You know what I mean? Trump would stand there for two hours in front of a, an audience and ad-lib everything except the introduction and the outro. You know, everything. 85% of what was happening in between. He had a few points that he would keep going back to, a few data points, but he would, you know, layer them into the speech in completely different ways every time. Right? He wasn't doing the same. He wasn't doing an Ollie Robinson. He wasn't doing the same fucking speech over and over and over again. There were aspects of it that were though. But when you talk for two hours, of course, you got to hit your your big uh, you know green tick marks for your your administration and your campaign. Of course, you're going to do it. But Joe, Joe definitely should not be going off on tangents because once he once he goes off on a tangent, he doesn't come back. He becomes the old man who's snuck out of the old folks' home who's gone wandering off in the woods again, right? Oh, God, where is he? Someone go and get fucking Joe. Why wasn't he locked in his room, right? Who was who was on the shift? Sally, was that you? How the fuck could you leave Joe alone outside in the yard? He said he wanted to look at the flowers. Yeah, he always says that, and then he fucks off. Then we're going to spend the rest of the afternoon looking for the old cunt. You know, it's that vibe. Doesn't inspire confidence at all. Of uh, Syria, of uh, yep. of Libya, Libya. You know, this is they're there. Do, do, do. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. 
stumble through an answer about Libya and Syria. He also told reporters he will get in trouble with staff if he doesn't conduct the press briefing as instructed. Have a listen to this. Uh, I'm sorry I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. Jennifer Jacob Bloomberg. That's the shit I'm talking about. That's that's shit right there. Joe, here is your list. Read them out in order. Now, look, I'd I'd love to talk to you. You know, I remember when I first started talking to the press in uh, 1972, I think it was. Of course, it was a different time back then. You know, the reporters, you would stand there with uh, your notepad and your pen... And, uh, you know, uh, taking notes that way, uh, there was no... Some people had recording devices. They were the rich reporters. There were people from the Times and the Post, and they would carry around their little recording device. Of course, back then, batteries were too expensive, you see. They were far too expensive. So we would, uh, you know, share the recorders around, make sure that everybody had a, a chance to record president at the time. That's the way we did things. Uh, Mr. President, could you just stick to... Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get in trouble if I keep going off like this. Uh, who was who was next? Uh, who, who was next on the list that my staff have prepared for me? I mean, they're basically aged care. Uh, cons- I think they're called consultants these days. They're not aged care nurses anymore. They're aged care consultants now, I think. So... You know, he's got a team of people, aged care workers, you know, around him, organising things for him, dressing him, uh, telling him where to go, who he's meeting, what he's going to say, and he'll just be like, yep, yep. He's just doing what he's told. And I remember before the election, remarking like multiple times here that, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think this is an open and shut thing. I really don't. Because Joe Biden, there's a reason that the Democrat Party were behind Joe Biden and not Bernie Sanders. Whether you like or dislike Bernie Sanders' politics individually, remove them from this context just for a moment. But the reason that they didn't want Bernie Sanders in was because, frankly, you know, it would mean the drying up of a lot of their big money corporate sponsors. You know, the Democrats are a corporate. Uh, big government machine just like the Republicans are. Just like the Republicans are. So Joe Biden to them is the safe corporate option. He's the he's the guy who's not he's gonna be business as usual, right? Look, we we get behind Joe, all of these huge kind of mega corporations and international corporations, we get behind Joe. And then we can keep we can resume what we were doing four years ago. There was a four-year pause for some people. For other people, they, they got even richer in four years. There was a kind of like a four-year gap in the story for these people. And now it's just business as usual. Because Joe will do what he's told, right? He'll do what he's told. And they'll get what they want. And it'll be business as usual. It's just the way it goes. See, Bernie Sanders, I think, is the guy who's going to, like, not go to the fundraising events and stuff. I think Bernie Sanders is the guy who, he's too headstrong. He's too much of an old commie, you know what I mean? He would get in there. He's a, he's a commie from the fucking 60s, man. He had his holiday in, in Russia. <laughs> you know, he went to a communist, he went to a communist country on his fucking honeymoon. 
So he's too much of a, an old, hard-headed commie. He would get in there and they'd say, okay, now, Bernie, we've given you the job. Now, here's what you're going to do. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. We're going to be doing what I fucking want now. Okay? 50% tax on everybody earning more than a million dollars. And then he would just start tearing shit up. But Joe, on the other hand, is somebody who, you know, you have to, you know, you'd have to warm up his oatmeal for him in the morning and spoon feed him and say, okay, now, big boy Joe, today's going to be a big day. Yeah, big day. Have a big day. You got to uh, uh, talk to uh, uh, Putin there about, uh, Sir- is it Libya? No, sir, Syria. Syria. Yeah, I'll remember that. Don't worry. Don't don't write that down. I'll remember what country. <laughs> right? And they trot him out. <laughs> and he and he puts in this kind of performance. It should be expected. This this should be expected. Nobody should be surprised by this. If you are surprised by this, and I know most of you probably aren't in the audience, but if you are surprised by this, then you're very naive and gullible and silly. president also seemed to imply there are members of the public that do not know what COVID-19 is. So that, yeah, but there probably is people who don't know what COVID-19 is and that they would be people living in like, you know, the deepest, darkest jungles of whichever continent you're on. They found people uh, living in the jungles of Vietnam three decades after the Vietnam War because they were up in some remote, you know, position and they never got told that the war was over. So there was, there was like a bunch of 50, 60-year-old guys who were still fighting. You know what I mean? 30 years of their life, right? There are tribes in some part of the world, I can't remember which, who have constructed these huge statues of, um, you know, their gods, which are planes that fly over. So, you know, this is a place that's been never found in all of the history of mankind and, well, sorry, humankind, pardon me because we want to be safe in Canada. Uh, You know, throughout human history, they'd never interacted with any other group before. So they saw these big planes flying overhead and they built statues in their honour because they thought these were big metal... They didn't probably don't even know what metal is. They thought that these were big bird gods who were flying over them, keeping an eye on them. So they built statues to honour them. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm sure there's people out there who don't know what COVID-19 is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's people in I'm sure there's people in our countries who don't know what it is. You know, people who just spend their days um, you know, doing their job and you know, watching movies. people who there are people out there who refuse to watch or listen to any news whatsoever who are loners and just do their thing. They have no idea what's going on. Maybe they're like some self-absorbed artist or something, you know what I mean? Could be one of them too. <laughs> So I'm sure they're out there. COVID is, I know you all know, but a lot of people may not know what COVID is. <laughs> that is a system whereby uh, they're going to provide funding for states to be able to get access to vaccine. What is, no, it's not. <laughs> That's not what it is, sir. <laughs> all right, whatever. There's things flashing up on the screen here. Uh, This says, quote, 
The gaff-prone press conference has raised concerns. Oh, everybody's got concerns these days. That's good to see. It's raised some concerns about President Biden's staff is trying to limit his exposure to the media. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get in trouble here. Oh, well, I'll get in trouble with my staff if I uh, talk too much out here. (laughs) What is going on? He's he it's not that he doesn't have any idea where he is. He's I've seen this happen before. I've seen old men do this before. If you're at a barbecue or a party, think about it, right? If you're at a barbecue or a party or something and there's an old person there, what do they do? They kind of stand in the corner and they don't really know who to focus. Like they kind of just look confused around the room because there's so many people in there, so many people in there talking and the sound is bouncing around. It's like, oh, Slow down a minute. Okay, okay. So you were saying that uh, last week you finished one at a time. You know what I mean? They can't process it all. It's it's happening too quickly around them. That's why you have to go up to them and say, are you okay, Nana? Yes, yes, I'm okay. I'm just sitting listening, you know. Okay, if you need anything, you, you yell out to me, okay? All right, love you, Nana. <laughs> right? <laughs> but no one's no one's loving Joe in this scenario here. He's just been kind of left to his own devices. Right now, Biden visits small business in D.C. No, that's that's the incorrect Chiron. It should read something like Biden confused in local shop. Look at him. Look at him. Look at this. Look, he's, this is an old man who's confused by his surroundings because there's too many people talking. He doesn't know what's going on. He's got like he's got ten people talking at him. He doesn't know where to look. Whereas again, you, you, dis, you can like Trump or dislike Trump. Honestly, that's up to you. But he that would never happen. When he started talking, the rest of them would shut up, and he would even say to them, "No, no, no you've had enough. That's it. That's enough from you now." And they would push, and he go, "No, no, no. That's enough. That's enough. Thank you. That's enough. No, you've had your turn." No, nope, done with you, right? And eventually, he would just he would just outlast them. He would wear them down. It's a big fucking difference. Speaking of which, apparently it's the last guy's birthday, and since this is the last show we're going to do for a while, I thought I'd show you this. I just Nobody had a. Knows this stuff <laughs> I had a quick look at this before. This goes into the column of. Do you remember that? Do you remember that video we played fucking ages ago now, a couple of years ago? The Huffington Post video where they clipped together all of the occasions of Donald Trump saying China and they were trying to make fun of the way he says China. Um, let me let me pull it up. Why not? Who cares? It's a Monday. Who gives a fuck? I'll find it. Let's see somewhere. Okay, here we go from five years ago actually so like back in the old school days so remember this glorious video so this is one where they 
they're trying to make Donald Trump look bad, but it just makes him look better. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is when they were first starting out in 2016. So they weren't very good at smearing him yet. Um, they would later hone their skills somewhat. But, you know, historically speaking, when they put this out, it's just one of those things that makes him look endearing and they thought it was hurting him, right? And I fucking love it. Have a look at this. Let's say China. 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 You go over to China. 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 You take China. 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 I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. China. China because China. 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 China, 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 China now, China, China, you know, China. I know China very well. China, 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 Northwest Wisconsin, where I'm from. I have to have my China. to me, China, 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 You want to buy from China? That's great. Buy from China. Buy toys from China. See, I remember playing this fucking, like I said, a few years ago now. And this, this is an attempted hit piece, right? This is an attempt to go, oh, look how silly he is the way he says China. I played this, and at the time, like, you know, the mostly kind of MAGA-ish audience that I had uh, were all, like, on the floor fucking laughing and go, this is awesome, we love this. <laughs> like, they were trying to have a crack at him and everyone. I, I still fucking love it. China in particular. China. China. It's just so convenient. I people that I know it's, in China. I, I wish I could. I should write, you know, the Huffington Post a a thank you note and say to them, thank you for collecting all of these Chinas for me. <laughs> you know? It's very convenient of them. China. 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 I've been saying China. 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 China, China. China! <laughs> Let me ask you about China. China. I go to China. 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 I go to China. 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 People from China, they love me. Right. China. <laughs> China. 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 Just China keeps going. Like and like China. I said, this was five like years ago. China. This case. Imagine China how big the, the role China, would be now. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell China me about China. China. I know China. <laughs> China big league. <laughs> All right. That's it. God damn it. I've got a regret now. I really wish... Like five years ago, I I would have had to come up with a shirt that's like, is it Bigly? China Bigly? That might be even better. I wish I had to come up with a shirt that would say China Bigly. In like, in like, you know, classic baseball team riding across the chest. Maybe make a baseball shirt, you know, the style of a baseball shirt and put across the front China Bigly. <laughs> the China Bigly, whatever. Big League China. <laughs> China, big league. Now, China, I deal with China. China, China, big league. China. So it's don't big league. China. He I says China. He definitely says big league. I, I thought there was a chance it could be big league. He definitely says China, big league. I deal with China. <laughs> China, China, big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China, 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 China. Whether it's China, China. So if you went to China and you wanted to get a job in China, I don't knock China. How can I dislike China? A man from China. 
Okay, let me try something here. Let's see if this works. I've got an epidemic sound. Like the music I play in the background, this this stuff. I got from Epidemic Sound. It's a great fucking site, by the way. Um, you pay a license and then you can use whatever's on their site in any video, any podcast, any project. You can uh, submit like your live stream uh, URLs and then they'll like get it approved. They'll sort all that shit out for you in the background. I don't know how they do it, but you'll never get a copyright or anything from like YouTube or whatever if you submit your thing. I really like them. So there is there is a lot of categories on here. And I noticed one the other day, which might be fun. Here we go. Let's see what we can do here. Something upbeat, something, something, you know, a little quicker, maybe. No, that's not it. This might be it. This isn't it either. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's try it again. China. China. You have China, Carl. Take China. 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 China, 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 China's over here. Look at what China's doing. They're learning from China. China, China. Okay. Look at that. Isn't that nice? China, 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 China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not <laughs> yes. love China? I love How can China. you not? China, China. How can you not love China? China, 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 China. And you know China, 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 China. China now it's a positive. China, China, now it's a fucking China, positive China, story. China. People say, "Oh, you don't like China." I like China, China. I love China, China, China all the time. China. What was the last? I China all the time. Like China. I like China, China. I love China. People say, oh, you don't like China. I like China. China. I love China. People say, oh, you don't like China. I like China. China. I love China. China. China all the time. China. What was the last China. Time? China all the time is a fucking... <laughs> all right. Now, forget the China big league. It should be China all the time. With some disco lights and shit. I don't know. Nothing. I don't want any Trump on it or anything, you know? It's inspired by Trump, but it's not about Trump. China all the time is a great fucking catchy slogan to put on it, to whack on a shirt, I reckon. <laughs> you know what? Someone else can have it. You can have you can have that idea. It's yours. I just want to see it. <laughs> I'll buy one. <laughs> China all the time. We're like a happy dancing dude on a disco floor or some shit. <laughs> I want a China all the time t-shirt. <laughs> all right. So where the fuck were we? Yeah. So it is um, Donald Trump's birthday, apparently. I wouldn't know, but apparently it is. And uh, now this put this out in the same, in a similar vein to that to that video we just watched from like five years ago. 
Uh, they put this out again, trying to hurt the guy. And I was just laughing when I was watching it. I thought it was great. So have a look. It's just stuff better than me. Nobody knows more about taxes than I do and income than I do. Nobody, Nobody knows, knows more about construction, about construction than I do. Nobody <laughs> knows more about campaign finance <laughs> than I do. Nobody knows consultants better than me. I know more about drones than anybody. Nobody knows more. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, and they, to, to their credit, they, I think this is their music playing in the background. This is a fantastic music choice. Much more about technology, this type of technology, certainly, than I do. Nobody knows more about technology than me. I know more about technology than anybody. Nobody in the history of this country has ever known so much about infrastructure as Donald Trump. I know the H-1B. I know the H-2B. Nobody knows it better than me. I know he knows more everything. about ISIS than the generals do, believe me. Nobody understands the press, and I think I understand them as well as anybody. I mean, I know these people much better than you do. I love it. I understand things. I comprehend very well. Makes me miss him more. Okay. Better than, I think, almost anybody. And by the way, who knew the other side of the picture better than me? I knew it. (laughs) Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements than me. And I think I know more about the environment than most people. I know a lot about wind. I know a lot about wind. You don't know windmills very much. Studied it better than anybody. I understand the power of Facebook, maybe better than almost anybody. I know more about renewables than any human being on Earth. Nobody knows more about (laughs) coal than me. I know more about ports than any human being on Earth. I understand healthcare now, especially very well. A lot of people don't understand it. I know the angles. I know every angle. I know more about steel workers than anybody that's ever run for office. (laughs) This keeps going, man. This is just the new China clip for me. I fucking love it. I never took it as the 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 fact that they're trying to make this look bad. It just shows me that there's like a big gap between how some of us perceive the world. Because this to me is just like, and this might be like a, an unfair kind of geographical stereotype. This to me is just a New Yorker. You know what I mean? This is what I imagine a confident kind of strutting rich New Yorker to talk like. Uh, removed from politics. No, trust me, nobody knows more about this fucking thing than me, okay? Nobody knows this as well as I do. You don't, you know, I, you know I've, got, I've been dealing with steel workers 30 fucking years on the job sites. Nobody understands this shit better than me, all right? You know, it's just that kind of... That's what I imagine a swaggering, rich New York, a confident New Yorker to talk like. Rightly or wrongly. Uh, maybe, maybe now they talk like uh, these. This kind of language is really problematic, <laughs> which would be a shame if that were true. <coughs> I'm reminded of our friend who confronted Bill to remember De Blasio. You're a fucking fucking cunt rag. I'm reminded of him. How you doing? Yeah, not so good. You fucking fat. You motherfucker. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, De Blasio. <laughs> I'd like to think there's still some of those guys around. And Trump was just another version of that. So I can't be angry when I see this. This is what I expect. Again, I'm not surprised. I expect it. I know more about golf than Obama knows. And, you know, the case of Turkey and the Kurds, I could go into a whole story because I understand it. I think I know the Kurds better than anybody. I know all about it. I've known about it for a long time. I know the subject better than anybody. I know. This guy talks about, I know Scranton. I know that. Well, I know the places better. Nobody knows more about banks (laughs) than I do. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Well, obviously, he doesn't know about nuclear weapons. I know more about nuclear weapons than he'll ever know. You know Russians better than I do, Kevin. Okay? I understand the facts. (laughs) 
<laughs> better than almost anyone. Who knows more about lawsuits than I do? I'm the king. I know more about offense and defense than they will ever understand. And nobody even understands it but me. It's called devaluation. I understand money better than anybody. I understand the system better than anybody. Nobody knows more about debt than I do. Nobody knows the game better than God, me. God, they, know must, have, they must have trawled through so much to put this together. I appreciate it. I know you're trying to make him look bad, but I appreciate the effort you put in in collecting all of these little clips for me. Thank you very much now, this. Anybody. Even the smart guys on Wall Street, and I know all of them, and they are smart. And who knows more about the word apprentice than Donald Trump? I understand politicians better than anybody. Nobody knows politicians better than... Jim Enward in the chat says, what about the Jews, Trump? Jim, he already said he understands banking better than anybody, okay? Than me. Who knows the other... I mean, come on, bro side better than me. <laughs> Who knows the other side better than me? I think I know more about the other side than almost anybody. <laughs> and I understand the other side. Perhaps I understand it better than anybody else. I was the fair-haired boy. Nobody knows more about it than me. I know more than these politicians. These guys don't know anything. I know a lot. I know more than I'm ever going to tell you. <laughs> the truth is I'm actually a modest person. Very modest. <laughs> yes. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Love it. Thank you very much. Now this. See, you might hate now this because I tend they tend to really kind of focus on the very wokey shit. But I this is why I follow them for stiff for for stiff like this. Well, I'm not going to lie. For stuff like this. Cuz they just nicely piece together all of that shit for me. So, thank you very much now this. There you go. All right. Um, with that, let's take a quick five-minute break. When we return on the other side, we will get to the Jeffrey Tubin redemption arc, which everybody has already talked about before now. So you're not going to see anything new. It's going to be very boring for you. And I'm very upset that CNN released it the day after I finished my last show last week. That was very upsetting. But so we're going we're gonna to barge in at the end of the movie and say, hey, have you guys seen the movie yet? Right after this. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Some people, I remember when I was young and I worked in a warehouse and I was in my early, I was about, how old was I? I was about 20, 21. And I worked in a warehouse. I'm, guys, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to chew gum. <laughs> you fucking melon. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, um, I forgot what I was fucking saying, you fucking dick. Oh, you fucking My name is Frozen Asian. I'm the host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. So according to a certain Virginia stoner, my last promo was a bit too long. So I'm going to try to cut this down to 30 seconds. 
Uh, here's what you can expect on the Sunday Night Shit Show. Promote your fucking, your fucking show. Check us out on Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on dlive.tv/slash Sunday Night Shit Show. See you then. Bye. Aloha, and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat, or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good It's Irrational Times. Original music. Interactive trivia. Games, guests, VHS rental, adult learning center, window repair, flight trainer, kosher catering, and now introducing the lovely assistant. I do gym jams. And here, I use only the finest jib to combine with an organic jab to produce the highest quality jib jabs. Be fooled by those imitation jib jabs made in Chinese sweatshops. Enjoy fair trade jib jabs made locally here in Canada. Due to the outcome of a previous court case, the lovely assistant is prohibited from jib jabbing outside of Canada. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This all right, all right. This world can get you down. There's a one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Monday night edition, Daily Boogie Podcast. Uh, if you came in late, I will be taking a little break for a while. If you came in late, you'll have to go back and watch the replay or go back, to rewind back to the start if you're on YouTube or whatever, because I'm not going to go over it again. <laughs> We've got too much to get through here. We've got too much fun to have. Jeffrey's back on the scene, and I want to have a little look here. Um, a couple of people in the chat were saying, turn back on your streamlabs. No, nah, like I said, I think it would be tacky. So when I come out and say that I'm going to be taking a break for the reasons that I explained earlier, I just I didn't want any I didn't want any skerrick of any opportunity for people to turn around and say it was for donations, you know. So I turned them off preemptively. And like I said, anyone who's a Patreon subscriber in the next couple of days, I'll figure it out. 
I'm going to refund your, like, this month, and then I'll, like, close the Patreon page, at, at least for the foreseeable future. Because it wouldn't be fair to not do something <laughs> and have people go, here, here, have a tip for not doing anything. Like, it's just not right. So I'm not going to be, you know, partaking in that kind of silly behaviour. James R in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, at Real Person, PLTCS. Give our friends a follow. You just saw James's pro- uh, James's promo on the other. PLTCS, uh, at Real Person, PLTCS. Don't forget, later on tonight, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times. Everybody's favourite lover is uh, lover of French women, Mitch, I think might be around. I'm not sure. I don't know. I've missed everything. I got up half an hour before my show today. <laughs> Had a couple of cigarettes, and then I was in. We were rolling. And as soon as this is over, I'm going to go back to bed, go back to sleep. So, All right, let's get into it. The Jeffrey Tubin Redemption Arc, ladies and gentlemen. Monday night. Were you as excited about this as I was? Like I said, I'm very pissed at CNN for not breaking this before a show that I was doing. Like, imagine if we had have gotten this a couple of hours before Wednesday night last week. Wouldn't that have been so much fucking fun to have it fresh and hot and ready? Ready to go. Um, Serve to order, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to fucking miss out. I'm going to have to miss out, man. One step too far. Interesting PIM tool clip in your Twitter mentions, Boogie Bumper. All right, I'll have a look. I probably won't play it on the show because I don't like, you know... I don't really know anything about Tim Pool. I'll let other people do the Tim Pool stuff, but it'll probably make me laugh because your videos do make me laugh. They're just crazy, man. (laughs) You're just a crazy cunt. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'd have a beer with you. I'd have a beer with you. But you're very esoteric. Put it that way. And we've we've got a masturbator to talk about. So thank you for joining us. I love... Now, I'm not here to talk about whether Jeffrey Tubin did the right thing or the wrong thing. We know he did the thing that made him feel good, which is often good enough as far as I'm concerned. You know, this is a very libertarian show, so I'm not, I'm not one to get upset about, um, you know, adult situations, really. But, um, <laughs> but, hmm, hang on, put this. So, like, whether you, the, it's up to you whether you're angry or not for me it's not that's not the interesting part of this story the interesting part of this story is the awkwardness that's being experienced because we're gonna i have to we have to go over the clip we have to go over the clip of when he was on with alison camarota because there's just so much to it this as they say now there's so much to unpack there and we i'm going to unpack it because it was it's glorious it's the awkwardness between people and there's a new kind of awkwardness here. It's an awkwardness between groups, you see. Because you might be under the impression that, like, everybody who's a Democrat or everybody who's a CNN watcher or everybody who's on the left-hand side of the ledger might be like, oh, good, fucking, you know. But that's really not the case. They're kind of arguing with each other. And that's the, that's the shit I enjoy. Looking for those little gaps in between our little social groups. The social psychology of crowds has always interested me. I love fucking behavioral economics and shit like that. Used to do shows on that shit once upon a time. <laughs> so I love stuff. I love, you know, the study of the psychology of crowds. And now you have these little kind of sections breaking off. The Washington Post attacking CNN. It's, it's shit like this that uh, makes me smile. Listen to this. This is the Washington Post. 
CNN still hasn't explained its decision to reinstate Jeffrey Tubin. Remember, remember the Ollie Robinson shows that we've done, the last couple of shows, right? Same thing. Remember that clip I showed you, I think, on Wednesday last week? Where the British news report was like, Ollie Robinson is under investigation and has been fired from the team for tweets that he tweeted nine years ago when he was 18. He's apologised, but he still hasn't explained why he did it, right? (laughs) He still hasn't explained the tweets he's apologised for. Which is just, this is just, you know, sorry to break the fourth wall here, this is just a very hack journalist way of keeping the discussion going. Because right now it's making money, right? Right now you're getting clicks, right now, you know, people are interested because people are fighting over it. Because all of these little groups are having these little interactions with each other and they're, they're arguing about whether or not this is okay or not. And it's, it's lovely. <laughs> the moment will come soon, uh, soon enough. Another famous man will stand accused of sexual misconduct or sexual harassment. Alleged victims will come forward, stirring talk of lawsuits and maybe even criminal prosecution. Cable news outlets will assemble panels to discuss the various angles. At that point, top officials at CNN will have to make a call. Do we put chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin on the air? It's actually a good question. It's actually a very good question. I mean, kudos to the Washington Post. They're not taking... That's that's a very good way of writing it. I don't know who Eric Wemple is, but he makes a very good point. Would you put him on? Because isn't it... If you're doing, like, authoritative panel discussions on things, I guess, you know, part of having that authoritative label, or at least what you imagine to be authoritative, even if most people, you know, think you're a joke. But if you think you're authoritative, I guess you've got to have credibility. So does Jeffrey Tubin get a pass? Every time there's a new sex scandal or something, does, do, they, do they say, do they have a discussion about Jeffrey? Should we put him on? I think that's a very good question. That would be the same chief legal analyst, Jeffrey Tubin, who may have had journalism's worst pandemic. Last fall, he masturbated during a Zoom call with colleagues from The New Yorker, as well as employees of the public radio station WNYC. This actually made me think of... Um, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the Louis C.K. issue, right? If you don't remember who Louis C.K. is, he's a he was he was a very he was pretty mainstream, but very very funny kind of dark comedian. And so it came out that he would like jerk off in front of uh, you know other comedian females. I'm assuming just females, uh, female comedians, and like people around the set of the TV shows or something. But he would ask permission first. He would say, "Do you mind if I, <laughs> you know." Would that be okay? And they'd say, oh, okay, whatever. And off he'd go. And then he would finish up and everyone would keep, you know, go about their day. And that was enough. I think at the time he had a series, like a TV series. It might have been a Comedy Central thing or something. I don't really understand the cable networks in the United States. But it might have been some kind of cable show. And that got canned instant. He was pretty much, I, is it fair to say, you can, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was it is it fair to say that Louis CK was the like the first me too 
Do you think that would be a fair thing to say? I th I'm trying to think of somebody before him, but I can't. I think it, it started like the first high-profile takedown, which then kind of led into Me Tooism. I think it would have been Louis C.K. Could be wrong. I don't know. What do you think? He was the Me Too, Victor Show. No, I think Weinstein came after Louis, though. I, I seem to remember the Louis C.K. thing at, like, 2015, 2016. Could, am I wrong? I think that was the time, roughly. Wasn't Sarah... Oh, what's, what's Jimmy Kimmel's ex, Sarah Silverman? Wasn't she one of them who said that, yeah, she saw it? But I don't... She wasn't one of the really aggressive ones, if I'm not mistaken. I think she was kind of like made jokes about it and shit. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. It was, a, it was a while ago now. The world has changed a lot since then. But anyway, it, st it stands, the, the point stands. Louis, Louis CK basically had like everything taken away from him. He was like a very successful touring comedian uh, with a TV show. He's kind of come back a little bit since, but we're talking five years later. Jeffrey Tubin came back nine months later, you know? So, but again, I was just thinking, it made me think that at least Louis asked, right? Louis asked permission. You could have said no if it made you uncomfortable. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with that. Okay, see you later. But the people the people on um, Jeffrey Tubin's Zoom call weren't asked permission. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't consulted before the big reveal. So... I think that puts it in a different category. Different category to Louis C.K. And I think Louis C.K. was hard done by. By comparison. All things considered. Uh, here's a couple of quotes. All right, so that's that's the Washington Post angle. Now, this is a Daily Beast angle recycled by Yahoo News because I like to read Daily Beast articles through Yahoo News because... Um, I've never said this before in all my years of doing this, but the Daily Beast is one outlet which I will actively try to avoid giving a click to. <laughs> there aren't many. Like, I'm pretty liberal with my clicks when it comes to news sites and stuff. You know, I'll give you a go. You know, you earned this fractions of a cent. It's yours. Here, have it. For the, thank you for the article kind of thing. But the Beast is one where I'll... Because they take so much money from private investors anyway. They take millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars from corporate investors and they fucking burn it all. So why I'm not contributing to your spendthrift lifestyle, thank you very much, Daily Beasters. You've got to learn how to save a penny or two. Awkward, insane, a bit inappropriate. Those were some of the reactions from CNN insiders following Jeffrey Tubin's cringe-worthy on-air return as CNN's chief legal analyst. Uh, uh, analyst. Oh, no. That was an accident. It was an accident. That's what makes it worse. It wasn't even. I wasn't even trying to do a bad joke. I accidentally did a bad joke. On-air return as CNN's chief legal analyst after a masturbatory Zoom call derailed his journalistic career. So the, the Daily Beast not fucking happy with CNN. Fuck you, CNN. How could you do this? Tubin's return to CNN after nearly an eight-month absence came on the heels of an aggressive lobbying campaign by his friends, according to... Uh, well, you know, sometimes it's good to have friends. <laughs> You know, 
they're not lying when they say they know a lot of people in show business. Just let you know, it's not a lie. They mean it. Oh, really? You know, you know, I know a lot of people who are in the news business. I bet you do. I bet you know them all. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> An aggressive. <laughs> An aggressive lobbying campaign by his friends, friends in high places, according to two people familiar with the matter. CNN boss Jeff Zucker, while expressing concerns about how viewers would react, was also giving to uh, also open to giving the famed lawyer a second chance. Isn't that nice of Jeff Zucker there? Isn't he generous? Give a guy a second chance. Fucking oath. Appearing on CNN anchor Alison Camerota's afternoon show on Thursday, Fucking one day, one day too late, you son of a bitch. Why couldn't this happen on Wednesday? Why did it have to be the day after I finished my last show until this one? God damn you, fuck you, CNN. I'm so up, I'm so pissed at them. How could you wait one more day? We could have had so much fun on Wednesday, you son of a bitch. Appearing on CNN anchor Alison Camerota's afternoon show on Thursday, Tubin addressed the fallout over inappropriately exposing and touching himself. So, I uh, see, I <laughs> this may come as a shock to you. I have not watched the clip. <laughs> I haven't. It's not like I've actively avoided watching the clip, but I haven't sought it out. I don't. I don't think I need to see it. You know. I'll take. Tell you what. When it comes to the Jeffrey Tubin masturbation clip, I'll take your word for it. That is some evidence that I don't need empirically. I can just, we can assume that truth as far as I'm concerned and move on. Happy to. Please to, please. Can we do that? So I haven't seen it, but did he just kind of make, so now you're going to, if you, if you, if you want to earn internet points by pleasing me, the host and like answering my question correctly, you're also going to have to reveal that you've seen the Jeffrey Tubin masturbation clip. So now you're going to be faced with a dilemma in the chat. I want someone to answer me. <laughs> you know, how much how much are you dedicated to the truth? This is a test of your metal, chat. My Republican guard standing sentry over the palace as the, you know, the bombs of doubt and negative thought and tiredness come, you know, hurling in through our windows. And our comrades are losing arms and legs. And you're like, don't worry, don't worry, your your highness. We'll protect you. I'm like, sure you will, sweet. Sure you will, son. Sure you will. <laughs> huh? So how much are you dedicated to the truth here? Now, I need someone to answer me. Did Jeffrey Tubin finish on on the call? It's very important that I know that, but it's not important enough for me to, you know, to find out. I need to know. Like, how long was it just a flash? Kitty B in the chat. He got naked and stood in front of the camera giving a side view of him jerking off. Okay. But did he get, did he get like all the way through the job or? No. Nikki Fruit Loops is saying no. Nikki's seen it. There you go. Nikki, you've seen it, haven't you? We, I knew somebody had seen it. 
Hey, we got one. Okay. Now, who else can answer the question? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding, man. I love you. I'm just kidding. I just wanted that to work so bad. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care that you've watched the Jeffrey Tubin jerking off video. <laughs> it's not weird or anything. No, that's just a joke. That's just a joke as well. There's a sen- there's a censored version. Is there really a censored version? Now I might watch the censored version myself, Nick. To be fair, I might watch it myself, Nick. Can you? Do you have a link? <laughs> Send me the link of the censored version. Oh fuck. So okay, but I do. I did need to know that. So there was. He didn't get to the ending. Okay, he didn't finish. I think that's important because I, after all of these months, I'm yet to know. And now I do know. So I appreciate it. The Minister of uh, Communications here in the nation of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Fruit Loops. Thank you for joining us, sir. All right. Let's move on here. Now, listen listen to this one. This is fantastic because this, this article actually collects a whole bunch of tweets of angry people, which I love here on this show, of course. CNN audience exposed to Jeffrey Tubin again, and not everyone is excited. I like this already. I, I, I don't remember seeing this website before, but I think I'll keep an eye on them from now on. After seven and a half months, CNN casually let disgraced legal expert Jeffrey Tubin back on air without warning. It went over about as well as one would uh, expect. It was bound to happen at some point, but few probably expected the person to do it would be such a public figure. The notorious Zoom dick incident took place last fall, nonetheless, turning vaunted legal mind Jeffrey Tubin into a verb, I guess there's, is it doing a Tubin now? And striking fear into the hearts of remote workers the world over. He's not the only one to get caught doing something like this. Um, you know, it's, it's like they say, you know, for example, you know, um, you know, people who smoke weed or people who do fucking hard drugs and shit. There are just as many, you know, brain surgeons who are doing casual narcotics as there are poor people. You know, we just don't talk about it. It's one of those things that like transcends class and transcends money in the bank and transcends profile and transcends opportunity and transcends privilege and all of those things. You know, I've, I've, I, re- I remember reading something like an essay, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago about all of these surgeons who admit to taking like recreational drugs because it like stops their hands from shaking and shit, right? You know, before they, before they do surgery, they're hitting one out in the alleyway or something. I'm not even lying. It's big. So then they would go in and be like all calm and settled and ready to go. It's crazy. So, you know, I don't think he's the only one to, you know, have something like this happen to him. After broadcasting, but again, like if good, bad or otherwise, it's up to you to decide that. I'm really more concerned with how all these people are arguing with each other about whether or not it's good, bad or otherwise, if that makes sense. I'd I'd rather observe the ant colony than grow it. After broadcasting his own onanism to a full uh, gallery of colleagues at The New Yorker, Tupin was fired from the magazine and put on leave as an on-air correspondent for CNN. His was a flagrant violation of workplace standards but Tubin had a minor league of defenders. Now, seven and a half months later, CNN has invited the disgraced correspondent back on air. Now, here we go. Here's some blue ticks talking about Jeffrey Tubin, ladies and gentlemen. This is the shit that I like. I don't know who any of these people are, by the way. I know they have blue ticks, therefore they must be important. 
Thank you for organising importance with an easy-to-follow system, Twitter. Thank you so much. Glad CNN has brought back Zoom masturbator and legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin, the only legal analyst out there. <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin is sorry for the Zoom... These are quotes. Jeffrey Tubin is sorry for the Zoom dick, and in related news, my unemployed friends in journalism who have never once masturbated in front of their colleagues are still unemployed. So this is somebody who's, uh, you know playing a little violin here for the other people who have lost their jobs at other outlets which is you know i guess don't miss an opportunity to make it about yourself i guess dear cnn not only is it gross to have disgraced zoom masturbator this is i guess this is the term they're using for him the zoom masturbator they're not very good at these things are they they're not very good at this I noticed the other day, um, I think it was on, was it on Mersh's show or did Kitty B come? Somebody was, somebody, tw I think it was Kitty. I think Kitty tweeted out some picture that was like Lubin with Tubin. <laughs> now that's a good angle. That's a good nickname. Lubin Tubin. Now all of a sudden you're fucking fly. But these very uncreative blue check marks who think they are very creative uh, these people who have very bad takes and they think they have very good takes, their nickname they come up with is Zoom Masturbator Jeffrey Turban. How boring. What about Lubin Turban? Now all of a sudden, see, you need... Maybe you should consult the alt-right, or at least what you think is the alt-right, for your future insults, because you're not very good at it. A Zoom Masturbator. A lot of folks talk, uh, use Tubin's apparent second chance as a rebuke to complaints about the excesses of cancel culture. White male is cancel culture kryptonite. This is probably my favourite tweet out of all of these. Kitty B, I didn't come up with it. I just thought it was funny. Right, yeah, but I didn't know about it until I saw your tweet. <laughs> so now I thought your tweet was funny. That's all I knew. <laughs> but I, I think it came from either Mercer's show or somebody else's. I don't know. Just by the timing, because I kind of woke up before I went to work and I saw the tweet and I was like, oh, it must be from, you know, a show not long ago. Could be wrong, though. This is my favourite one. So this guy, this this blue check mark on Twitter, Oliver Willis, his angle, if you've got to be quick to catch it, this is a very, you know, kind of, you've got to glance at this one. That tweet again, quote, white male, quote, is, quote, cancel culture kryptonite. He believes that the white males and Jeffrey Tubin, he first he believes Jeffrey Tubin is a white male. And then he believes that cancel culture, white males are safe from cancel culture before because they're white males. <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Wow. Imagine, imagine genuinely holding that belief. That cancel culture, that white, that white men are safe from cancel culture because they're white men. Holy shit. Have we got a lot of catching up to do, mate? Fuck. You have missed a lot. <laughs> wow. I, there's only one thing I can say when, when somebody presents to me with an opinion like that, there's, I can only think that they're either, you know, being very, very, very dishonest, or they're very, very, very stupid. Those are the only two options I can come up with. You're either incredibly dishonest or incredibly dumb, or incredibly ignorant, you know, incredibly naive. It's only one or the other. 
In which case, either way, I don't want to know you. <laughs> because I don't want to I don't want to hang and talk to people who are either incredibly dishonest or incredibly dumb. <laughs> so I've, this is where we go our separate ways, sir. It's nice meeting you. Now off you go with your white male cancel culture kryptonite and go and annoy somebody else with it. You know what I mean? If you ever want me to lose like all respect for you in one in one instant, that's how you would do it by saying something like that. Something that is so obviously false that it's 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 painful to hear. If I hear that, I'm gonna be like, well, you're either fucking you're either a great, really, really, really hardcore liar, or somebody who's really, really, really dumb that has to have everything explained to him. And either way, I don't. I'm 38 years old, man. I don't have time for this. <laughs> See ya. You're right. Laughing my fucking ass off. This person says, imagine thinking anyone has ever been truly cancelled. No, people have. You see what's happening here? Some people are already twisting this. Some people are already twisting this story into saying, see, this proves that cancel culture isn't real. <laughs> so cancel culture is now like a right-wing conspiracy theory. <laughs> Don't you love what they do? <coughs> Thank you very much. Nikki Fruit Loops has tweeted at me. Uh, the answer. Video, no, but here's your answer to certain... Oh, good. So <laughs> Nikki Fruit Loops actually found somebody who who watched the video and has written down a description of it, which is very convenient. Thank you very much. See, that's why. That's why you're the Minister of Communications around here. That's how we fucking... That, that is an, a Minister of Communications, ladies and gentlemen, doing their job. Here is a communique of what you were looking for. Thank you very much, sir. You know, if we survive this raid on the Capitol, I'll give you a promotion. <laughs> but right now, it's not looking good. I was told the scourge of cancel culture left lasting uh, a, a consequence. Is the hog out yet? Not appearing via Zoom, I hope. I don't know about this, but I guess someone like Tubin can still come in handy. So, you know, these are people who aren't against him who are taking shots. And then Donald Trump Jr. with the faux outrage at the end there. So, all right, we have to do this. I have to have a little look here. This is it. This is the clip. I've I've watched, I think I'm going to I'm going to say like two and a half minutes of it, but not concurrently. I've watched like 30 seconds here and there because it's a 10 and a half minute clip. I probably won't get through 10 and a half minutes. But I've watched like 30 seconds and then skipped ahead and watched 30 seconds and then skipped ahead. You know what I mean? And I'm very much looking forward to this. And like I said many times tonight, I'm very pissed that CNN didn't do this before my show on Wednesday night because uh, I would have had a lot of fun. But we missed out, unfortunately. But... And I know you've probably seen this clip a million times already and heard a million people talk about it. And if that's you and you can't stomach yet another, you know, go around the ride, if you can't stand to be on the roller coaster for one more time, then by all means, please get off and, you know, have fun, go on your merry way. No hard feelings, I understand. Let's rock and roll. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Hi, Jeffrey. Allison. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address 
um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you. Now, I've I've had a crack at uh, Alison Camerota on many, many, many occasions because I think she's terrible at what she does. And I think her ethics are very questionable at times. Just some of the th- just some of the things that she comes up with and what she thinks is acceptable, I I disav- I strongly disavow. In saying that, I have nothing but sympathy for her in this moment, because this has got to be one of the most awkward, painfully. I can I can, you know, I can feel the awkwardness oozing out of her face right now. Looking at looking at this look on her face, poor. I feel only. The only thing I feel is poor Alison. <laughs> it looks just... This is fucking torture, man. This is so awkward. And now you and now you have... You know, the kings of unnamed sources, ladies and gentlemen, CNN, they're now having unnamed sources being reported about them by places like the Daily Beast. You know, we have unnamed sources from CNN who say it was awkward and terrifying and, you know what I mean? Very, 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 you know, just cringe and weird. Can you imagine how she feels? (laughs) I don't know why they got her to do this. I don't know why it... Why did it have to be Alison? I suspect somebody upstairs thought, well, Alison will do this, like, in the softest way. You know what I mean? Maybe if we have a woman talking about this, it'll be less sexist. Because they had a long time to decide that this was going to be the moment. They identified that this is the show. I also wonder if part of the reason why they did it, I think, when is Alison on? Is it like 4 p.m. or something? Is it 4 or 5 p.m.? Afternoon? Maybe it's like 2, two in the afternoon, even. Maybe they thought, because early afternoon is like really, you know, people who are around to watch TV at, you know, between noon and 3 p.m., they're not watching CNN. They're not really watching Fox News. They're watching shit like The View. They're watching midday movies and stuff because we're talking about like stay-at-home mums and grandparents and the unemployed and the alcoholics and the and the welfare recipients, but they're probably watching Netflix, right? So. That that time period is considered very dead time in terms of like cable news, cable television, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I wonder if that's why they dropped him in, but I'd, I'd, I just need to know what time she's on because I, I thought it was like four, but now I'm thinking, well, maybe that's not right. Maybe it's more like two or midday or something. So interesting anyway. Since some of our viewers may not know she's what has so happened. Awkward. So, she's so uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. Um, she, she, this is, this reaction here that she does, it's like, you know, it's like a high school girl seeing a penis for the first time or something. You know, it's that awkward, like, "Mm, okay, (laughs) right? She's reverted right back to an awkward fumbling moment in the front seat of her boyfriend's charger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Help you. Yes. White flight, very perceptive, because I that that kind of stuck out to me as where he was like, help yourself. He's trying to be smooth. <laughs> There's no being smooth here. 
It's definitely not smooth for Allison. Fucking God bless her. <laughs> I'm not even angry. How fucking pain is painful awkwardness. In the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So nice. recap. Uh, I guess recap. I'll recap. I'll do the honors. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. Um, and that, in October. That, that laugh was not like, <laughs> okay. That laugh was, <laughs> okay. Like, here we go. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll recap. Please. I'll do the honors. Yes. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so awkward. She's actually biting her lip. She bites her lip. Which is, of course, something that these people are taught not to do because, you know, there's a lot of lipstick on and makeup on and shit like that, and it just looks bad. She can't help. She's reverting back to, like, I reckon a teenage version of Allison where she's fumbling around with a boy for the first time. And she's nervous and excited at the same time. She's biting her lip. (laughs) And she's incredibly embarrassed. (laughs) It's so awkward. Um, In October... You were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone, t- <laughs> Lou Ferrigno in the chat. I'm sure they made her watch the video in show prep. I don't think they would have done. <laughs> I don't think they would have done that, but it would. It's nice to think that they could do that because that would be the ultimate irony, wouldn't it? All right, everyone. We've got Jeffrey coming in later today. Now, just so there's no awkwardness, I want everybody to watch this. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, now you've seen it. You can't unsee it. <laughs> Ninja Warrior, help yourself. God knows I did. <laughs> give Ninja Warrior for a foro. A foro? Uh, give a Ninja Warrior a foro. Ninja Warrior is our friend Kimmy. Kimmy Why Censored. Who had her name, ch- her name changed by the D-Live administration. <laughs> Because she changed her name to the Minister of Cum, Fimmy. <laughs> Minister of Cum, Fimmy. Well, she's now Ninja Warrior because her name is very offensive. And rightfully so. I mean, I, I actually said to her, you should keep Ninja Warrior now because that should be your name now. Ninja Warrior 0094. You're the 94th Ninja Warrior. I mean, what an honor. Right? What a fucking honor. <laughs> There were 93 before you. They'll they'll probably be 100 after you. Took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating on camera. Uh Uh, You were subsequently fired from that. She can't look him in the eyes. She's doing her best to look him in the eyes, but it's, it's very noticeable when you compare this to any other interview. She can't... And I think that I would have that same thing that's a very subconscious tell there she can't look him in the eyes it's because if she looks him in the eyes for too long she'll just start laughing (laughs) you know i really find this i really find this clip a lot of people were very angry at alison camarota here i don't know why it's it wouldn't have been her choice nobody wanted this interview you know what i mean she just must be at the at the point of the pecking order or the the you know the people upstairs decided that whatever cocktail of conditions was existent in her show that it would be the best place to bring Jeffrey back. She doesn't want to be fucking doing this. 
and she's doing her absolute best to keep it together. This is the best news performance I've seen. This is the most honest news performance I've seen on CNN for a long time. <laughs> New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating uh -huh. on camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from it's that. Also, it's also worth noting, too, that the entire, basically the entirety of the newsroom behind them is empty. Also not a mistake, I don't think. Also, like, everybody, you know what? Clear out. <laughs> Iceman saying this was Alison's punishment. What did she do? I thought she's been a good little soldier for them. A job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, yeah. You got it all right. Sad all right. to say. Okay, so let's start there. Let's start um, there. To quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well. This is worth noticing, not. too. If you look in the background here, the face, if a face, oh, man, if looks could kill, look at this very carefully in the background, ladies and gentlemen. The guy who was the only guy who's working in the newsroom, have a look at him there in the middle of them just staring. Look at him. Is there, can I zoom this up? I don't know if I can zoom up YouTube. No. Yes, we can. Hang on. We can do it. Look at him there. <laughs> he's he's just stopped working and it's the look on his face is just fucking priceless. <laughs> he's just he's the only guy there. Maybe he needs to be there to, like, run something or something. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he's the only guy there, and he's just fucking stone cold staring at them, having this interview. <laughs> and I love it. He's the hero of this clip, this guy in the background. <laughs> All right, now I've got to fucking get my shit back together here. I don't remember what I was on. Ugh. Too much? Oh, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> we'll go with that. Love that guy. So let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was... Jeffrey, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? You know what? I was thinking, I haven't blacked off, I, I haven't jerked off to a, a black chick in a while. So I thought, you know. I was thinking, I can't remember the last time I jerked off to Asian BDSM porn, so why not check it out? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> if he was being honest, Jeffrey, what were you thinking? I was thinking, oh, suck my dick, suck my dick, oh, titties, fuck you. What were you thinking? What do you think men think about when they masturbate? <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't thinking about his fucking tax returns, Alison. How much detail do you want here? What were you thinking? Be be very careful the fucking questions you ask, Alison.
because because this can go any number of ways. <laughs> okay, so let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, oh, I want to come all over her tits. Oh, oh fuck yeah, she's so fucking hot, man. Fuck yeah, look at that ass, man. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I was thinking, Allison. You dumb bitch. <laughs> Obviously. What do you think I was thinking about? Uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point. Inexplicable? I, I inexplicable. No, no, it's very explicable. Your, your PP got hard and you wanted to play with it. That's what happened. Happens, man. Happens. It's inex. I don't. I, it can't be explained. Yes, it can be explained. See, what happens is a lot of blood rushes to that part of the body, and this in turn, uh, you know, stiffens the muscles with the flow of the blood, and it results in you know setting off various erogenous zones within the brain, and you get an err, and you know it becomes like you can become satisfied. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's not inexplicable. We've pretty much known about erections for, you know, since since humans started fucking, we've figured out erections. It's not new. We know how they work. <laughs> I see booby. I see booby. PP get hard. <laughs> I mean, it's inexplicable. How could I do this? Exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. Uh, I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people... I know, I know a lot of people are out there saying uh, they think he did this on purpose. I don't know I don't know if I agree. Or, I don't agree or disagree. I, I, I put that one into the column of shit we'll never know. You know? Um, but I, 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 f I find it hard to believe that it could have been on purpose. Maybe I'm giving Jeffrey too much credit. Maybe. But... I, I can't help but think it it probably is an accident. Um, yeah, I. I <laughs> but like I said, I, I. It's not even the thing that I'm I'm necessarily concerned about. There's so much awkwardness in this little interaction here on scene. It's just so good. It's it's gold. People could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera. Correct. Yes, that's what I he. That's, that that's literally what he just said, Allison. Why don't you say it again? <laughs> Right, <laughs> because what what insightful question could you ask Jeffrey Turbin here? What is your role as a journalist on the air here? How are you supposed to treat this story? Uh, Jeffrey, would you mind telling us what exactly you were masturbating to? Was it racist or anything? Was what you were masturbating to was it any kind of misogynistic material? Or, you know, do you hate women, Jeffrey? No, I love them. That's why I was masturbating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Inst so she's doing the thing where she just repeats. I didn't know the camera was on. Oh, so you thought the camera was off? That's pretty much the same thing, Alison. Pretty much. Close enough. It's because, and again, I'm not having a go at Alison because I think this is terrible what she's had to do here. I really do. I fucking feel so sorry for her because it must have been. This must, I reckon this was the hardest interview she's ever done. You see what I did there? Come on. Come on. Give me, give me some love in the chat. You fucking saw what I did there. This interview was so hard. Come on, man. Come on, man. You got to be quick or you miss them. They just go... They just go flying through the atmosphere. 
You gotta be quick if you're gonna latch onto those fuckers. Let me tell you, they're red hot. Boo! People in the chat saying boo. That's not that's not very nice. That I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible, but I mean that that is our mates are out of there, by the way. At that point, our mate got up and left. Moronic and indefensible, but he nodded. He nodded and walked away. Watch this. The defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. Nod, but he's out. I mean that that is part of that that is part of the story. Um, and, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly I bet they were. confess. Um, that's, that's another reason why I don't think he did it on purpose, because I can't imagine anyone in his position, right, his standing, taking that risk. Like, I can't, I can't imagine that, you know, that somebody would... I'm reminded of, remember we played that old clip of Christopher Hitchens and Peter Hitchens talking, arguing, and they were both, it was at a CBS, God, I love that old clip. It was a CBS clip and they were talking to each other and, you know, the, the topic of Bill Clinton come up and I, I can't replicate Christopher Hitchens because he's just an absolute wordsmith, but it was something along the lines of, you know, well, here's a man who uh, was the youngest president voted in for the last 50 years. He had this behind him and this behind him, and he was presented with an option to uh, throw it all away for what is directly in front of me within the next five or ten minutes. You know, the, 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 but he put it so much better than that. But basically, here was Bill Clinton with all of these you know, accolades and positives to being elected and blah, 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 and he threw it all away for what was directly in front of him for the next five or ten minutes. <laughs> it was just a great way of like boiling it all down. It's a similar thing happening here. And I so I fail, uh, you know, I, I just can't get on board with this guy doing that. I tend to think it was accidental. But again, I, I put this in the column of shit we'll never know. Because only Jeffrey knows. And only Jeffrey will know. So trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do some public service, um, working in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do. See, this. On a this line really got to me. This, this, this line here. I'm trying to be a better person. Yeah. I mean, in therapy. In therapy. Therapy. <laughs> therapy. You don't. You don't need to. You don't need to go to therapy if you have a wank, mate. You don't. Because as soon as he said that, you know what I'm thinking of when he said that. I'm going to therapy. All I can think of. It's got to be from some movie or something. You're a dirty, dirty, dirty little boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to go to therapy. You're sick. You're a filthy little boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mama. Don't say sorry to me. Go and wash your hands. You're a filthy little boy. I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm going to therapy. I'm doing everything I can to be a better person. I'm volunteering at the food bank. I'm doing everything I can. You're a dirty, dirty little boy. <laughs> you know? Why else would he be going to therapy unless he's got this kind of overbearing mummy character? And, you know, certain demographics do have a tendency toward having overbearing mothers. We know this. I've I've watched Seinfeld. I know how this works. 
I was a big I was a big fucking Seinfeld fan growing up. I know what Jewish mothers can be like, apparently. Based on I'm basing all of it on Seinfeld. All of it. So if it's wrong, blame him, not fucking me. It's not my fault. You're a filthy little boy. There's actually a scene when um George gets caught by his mother. <laughs> Maybe it's worth Can I play it? Should I play it? Why not? Fuck it. Last show for a while. Who, who really gives a fuck? Um, mother. Yes, here we go. Alright. Yes. So this is after he gets... So he gets caught by his mother, you know, um, satisfying himself. It's great writing too because they can do it without, like, being crass, which is very difficult, and still be funny. So, so he gets caught by his mother. She kind of half faints and collapses, and she ends up in hospital. All right. Here you go. I don't understand you. I really don't. <laughs> this, this, I think this is Jeffrey Tubin's mother when this happened. I'm not even fucking lying. You're a fil- I'm going to therapy now. I'm doing what I can to be a better person. You're a filthy little boy. You have nothing better to do at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I go out for a quart of milk. I come home and find this my line. son treating his body like it, it was, was an, an amusement, amusement park. <laughs> Great reading, too. Ma. Don't give me ma. It's a good thing I didn't hit the table. I could have cracked my head open. <laughs> Too bad you can't do that for a living. <laughs> You'd be very successful at it. You could sell out Madison Square Garden. Yes. Thousands of people could watch you. Fucking relentless, you could be man. A big star. <laughs> I want you to go see a psychiatrist. No, I am not going to see a psychiatrist. Why? Why not? Why won't you go? Because I don't want to. I want <laughs> But Jeffrey, see, Jeffrey is even weaker than George Costanza. Thank you, Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. See you in hell. Jeffrey Tubin is even weaker than George Costanza because Jeffrey Tubin, he said yes to therapy. His mother said, I want you to see a therapist. And he said anything, mother. And she said, you're a filthy little boy. And, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, mm -hmm. I can certainly confess um, trying to be a better person i mean in therapy in therapy i want you to see a psychiatrist no because i don't want to <laughs> that's what he could that's what a, a proud young jewish man is supposed to say to their mother i want you to go see a psychiatrist no i am not going to see a psychiatrist why why not why won't you go because i don't want to confess um trying to be a better person i mean in therapy Ew, it's not even funny jeffrey i want you to go see somebody well i am not going it's a good thing your father's in chicago <laughs> hello aunt estelle Here comes look the cousin. at you how did this happen is that important really <laughs> what is this a police investigation the woman's been through enough she has to relive the experience now <laughs> hi denise 6.30, oh, no. time for your sponge bath. Because there's also a different beat in this show. If you if you haven't seen Seinfeld, I'm, I'm starting to get to the age now where a lot of people don't know Seinfeld references, which is sad, even though it was a huge show. Uh, if you don't know the reference, so if you don't get this beat here, so basically um, he's in a contest after getting caught masturbating by his mother. 
he goes into a contest with his friends to see who can not masturbate the longest and they put money on it. And so when he's going to visit his mother, he's having these temptations like the nurse giving the lady in the in the bed next to him a sponge bath, right? <laughs> God, I miss this show. 30, time for your sponge bath. Mm, is it 6.30 already? I fell asleep. So, George. I mean, it's not a Zoom call, but... ladies and gentlemen and disappointing Jeffrey Tubin on the other hand I'm seeing a psychiatrist now I'm in therapy subsequent months miserable months in my life I can certainly confess Um, trying to be a better person I mean in therapy Mm -hmm. trying to do some public service service. um, working in a food bank which I certainly am going to continue to do he's smirking while he's saying it because as somebody who spent you know the better part of three decades breaking down and analysing political scandals, he knows that this sounds ridiculous. He knows it. He fucking knows it. And he can't help but smirk because he knows how silly it this all sounds. You know, as an attempt to get back in the good books, to say you're in therapy, to say you're doing public service, to say you're like, I'm handing out soup at the local fucking soup kitchen. Can I get somebody else to hand it to me? You know, it is insane. <laughs> part of the story um, and you know I have spent the seven subsequent months yeah. miserable months yeah. in my life I can certainly confess yeah. um, trying to be a better person I mean in therapy trying to do some public service um, working in a food bank which I certainly am. look at that shit right, draw your own conclusions He knows it's bullshit. He knows it's shit. I'm going to continue to do, working on a new book about the Oklahoma City bombing, but I am trying to become the kind of person that people can trust again. He said, come. Come, did you say come? I'm sure you've replayed that embarrassing moment. See, if I was working at CNN, when he said that, because all of the presenters have little earpieces and the people tell them things like how how long they've got till the break, wrap it up, etc., I would lose my job because if I was working in, you know, if I was in Alison Camerota's ear at that moment, I would say, you know, they'd be talking, yada, yada, blah, 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 and then i go, he said come. And just, you know, kill the mic. And I would try to make her, you know, laugh and be uncomfortable because I'm a cunt like that. Over and over, many times. Um, have you ever thought about what it must have been like to be on the receiving end of Actually, that? Actually, you, you should probably do it in like a Beavis and Butthead style. So, oh, he said, come. 
Yeah, yeah, come. Zoom call? Um, well, I, I haven't just thought about it. I've spoken to several of my former colleagues at The New Yorker about it. And, you know. Next on the ticket, Butt Brain and Beatrice. Hey, that's us. Wait a minute. My name's not. Shut up, Beatrice. They uh, were shocked and appalled. Shocking and appalling, my two favorite words in an outrage cycle. Shocked and appalled. It's a meme. He's memeing us. This is fantastic. Um, I think they realized that this was not intended for them. I think they re realize, 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 realize that this was um, something that I would immediately regret, as as I certainly did. Yeah. And it was then. It was that day. Well, masturbation's a bit like that, though. You know, I've got I've got two quotes from two comedians about masturbation that are my favorites from. Uh, Robin Williams, so he probably stole it. <laughs> I wouldn't know, though. He probably stole it from someone else. And uh, an Australian comedian named Dave Hughes. So the Dave Hughes masturbation joke that I like is he's talking about eating KFC, and he says eating KFC is like masturbation. You enjoy it while you're doing it, but afterwards you feel guilty and your hands are sticky, which I always enjoyed. And the Robin Williams quote was, it was actually had nothing to do with masturbation. He just injected masturbation into the conversation. When he, he was talking about um, filming, I think Mrs. Doubtfire, I think Mrs. Doubtfire. And they said, you know, what's it like working with these kids? And he said, working with kids is like masturbating with an oven mitt. It takes a long time. <laughs> Ensuring, ensuring that his quote about working with kids would never find its way to the ears of the kids because he mentioned masturbation in the same breath. Very smart guy, Robin Williams. Might have stolen most of his shit, but very smart dude nonetheless. That I began apologizing, and that is something that I have tried to continue to do, uh, both publicly and privately. You know, we've covered a lot of political scandals, and yeah. we've heard what I like to think of as the politician apology, which mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm sorry if you were offended, um, which always sounds to me like I've said the words, now get off my back. Yeah. That's exactly what I've tried not to do. I mean, I have tried, and I'm trying now, to say how sorry I am sincerely in, in 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 all seriousness above all i am sorry to my wife and to my family but i'm also sorry to the people on the zoom call i'm sorry to my former colleagues at the new yorker i'm sorry see and this is another reason maybe this is a bit of metagame stuff i'm not sure maybe i'm reading it wrong this is another reason why i don't think he did it on purpose because i i i tend to get a vibe of this is genuine Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm the only one in the room who thinks this is genuine, but if I'm watching him, like if I was sitting at the poker table with this guy and he was like drinking and telling me this story, I would believe him. You can see his eyes are starting to glass up. He's, he's very uncomfortable. He's very awkward. He's tearing up a little bit. My dogs are going crazy in the background. Ah, uh, ah, uh, hey, 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 come on. Come on, man. Riley. Someone must have knocked on the fucking door. 
they're very good watchdogs. When someone knocks on the door, they go absolutely nuts until I get up and walk like to the door with them. Because right now they're at me and they're like trying to, they're like tugging at my clothes and shit going, come on, come on, quick, quick, quick. There's someone here. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I don't care if there's someone at the door. If they have something to leave, they'll leave it. If not, they'll walk away and life will fucking go on. This is a while ago, like I turned off all the notifications on my phone. I can't tell you how much better life is when you do that. I really can't. The only thing I really have it set to is getting text messages and calls from my wife and that's it. Everyone else is on silent. Because why, why should I carry around this device that lets anybody on earth just interrupt me whenever they feel like it? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll decide when I look at my phone. Thank you very much. It's up to me. Like, just because I own this thing doesn't mean you have a right to contact me 24 hours a day. So I don't do it anymore. And I can't tell you, man, like, after 24 hours, the sun is brighter, food tastes better. You should try it. You should give it a go. Turn off all of your fucking notifications. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, one step too far. Yes, no notifications. Life, my fucking nigger. Uh, I've been on that since 2018. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. Lou Frigno, that's how I feel. Yes, it is winter here. It's a white boy winter here. It's going to be a long winter too, by the way. All right, let's, let's get through this. Let's fucking finish this off. All seriousness. Above all, I am sorry to my wife and to my family, uh -huh. but I'm also sorry to the people on the Zoom call. I'm sorry to my former colleagues at The New Yorker. There was, did anybody see the Black Mirror episode where the terrorists made the Prime Minister of the UK? God, can you stop? <laughs> where the Prime Minister made, uh, the te these terrorists made the Prime Minister of the UK have sex with a pig on live TV. Do you remember that? Do you remember that episode? And like the most horrifying, because they kidnapped the queen's granddaughter or something. And they said, if you don't fuck a pig on live TV, I, I, I wish I could tell you like the name of the episode. I, I wish I could tell you, you should hear these fucking things running around. Jesus. Enough. Fuck me. Please. Enough. Enough. Ah, ah. They just got mental out there. So yeah, he had to fuck a pig on live TV in order to get uh, the Queen's grand uh, granddaughter back from the terrace. So... But his wife, everybody was basically telling him he had all of these yes men around him saying, okay, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, okay. You know, we've 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 um we've drugged the pig so it's not gonna bite you or, or fight back or anything. Uh just get it done. You have to do it. You can't let the fucking um, uh, you know, the the queen's granddaughter be killed on live TV. You can't let that happen. You have to do this for the country, blah, blah, blah. The only person who was telling him that he shouldn't do it was his wife. His wife was the only one who said, please don't do this. Please don't. And then, so he did it. And at first, like, there's there's images of this. It's a great episode. There's images of these people, like, in, bar, in pubs and stuff, and they're laughing and making jokes and drinking, going, look at this idiot. Oh, my God, fuck. 
But the longer it goes on, because he couldn't obviously finish right away because he's having sex with a pig, it would be difficult. That was part of the, the conditions, by the way. He has to come. <laughs> he has to. So he has to keep going until he does. And then by the time he actually finishes, right, all of the people like who are watching it are actually like looking away and they're, they're sad for him and he becomes a sympathetic figure. And then actually when he does it, they find the queen's granddaughter and he basically becomes like a hero to everybody. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, what this guy did to save this girl's life. It's incredible. He becomes a hero to everybody except his wife. And after they're like taking photos and shit, he walks into like the big lobby of his, you know, number 10 Downing Street or whatever. And then uh, she just doesn't, after she's smiling and she's like, yes, I support my husband, da, 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 da. She goes in and as soon as the cameras are off, she just, her face completely turns into a blank stare and she stares at him, doesn't even answer his questions and just walks into another room. So, so, and that's part of the reason why I tend to believe that Jeffrey's telling the truth here, that he didn't do it on purpose. Because I imagine he was going through a similar kind of thing a lot, and that wouldn't be fun. I'm sorry to my current, fortunately still, colleagues at, at CNN, and I'm sorry to the people who read my work and who watched me on CNN and who, who thought... I was a better person than this. And you so, know, you know, I got a lot to this, rebuild. This, but I this doesn't make you a bad guy. The years of bad political takes on CNN make you a bad guy. <laughs> this makes you a kind of more normal guy. Your, sh your shitty work on this fucking network over the last, you know, decade is what makes you a bad guy. I feel very privileged and very lucky that I'm going to be able to try to do that. I mean, one of the ironies of this whole incident is that for decades you have covered the bad judgment and sexual proclivities of public figures and politicians like Bill Clinton and Anthony Weiner. And She's definitely had some work done. Elliot Spitzer and Donald Trump and I could go on. And so, you know, of course it begs the question, why didn't you have better judgment? Because I didn't have better judgment. I just because didn't. I'm a flawed human being who makes mistakes. And... Um, I, you know, see these questions too are very carefully crafted in order to give him the best possible platform in order to recoup some credibility and stuff. And again, whether you like you think it's wrong or right, I don't care. It's up to you. That's your decision to make, man. I'm not into that. But the awkwardness of this is just it's palpable, right? It's it's filling it's filling the air. I'm choking on the fucking awkwardness here in this studio watching this clip, man. But she's doing her absolute best, and these these pre-scripted questions giving him... It's like T-ball versus baseball. She's just kind of sitting the ball there and saying, okay, have your best fucking shot. You know, do your absolute best to get through this. I, there is no defense for my conduct. The only issue is what should be the consequences. And The New Yorker made one decision about the consequences. CNN made, uh, made a different decision, fortunately, for which I'm very grateful. But... I am not going to come up here and like split, you know, split hairs and try to come up with justifications. Yes, you, you, but you already have, see, because you talked about going to therapy and working in a fucking food bank. You already did that. You did make, you made rationalizations. You said, because I'm trying to be a better person. 
Patience, yeah. Patience, right. Shaming Turban for masturbating, but teaching kindergartners how to. How to. It's funny you say that because I saw a clip the other day of like the angry mum in the in the PNC meeting and she's screaming at them. She's saying, look, masturbate, blah, 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 anal sex. And she's saying these words and the school board is getting very uncomfortable with hearing these words. And she makes a very valid point. You're uncomfortable hearing these words, yet this book, you you agreed to have this book for our five-year-old fucking kindergarten students. So you can't hear it, but they're supposed to. And I've always thought that um, sex education in school is a complete... Um, I, I, I don't even understand why it's a thing. And I mean that genuinely. Humans have figured out... People will figure it out. People will figure out how to fuck on their own. They don't need a teacher to tell them how to do it. They don't need to learn about it. It happens. You know how I know this? Because humans have been fucking literally since there were humans. And in any other setting, in any other setting, uh, an adult talking to children about sex and, you know, sexual organs and masturbation and these kinds of topics, in any other setting, if you if you take the classroom down from around them, it becomes grooming. At that very second... But for some reason, within this sacred zone that we have called a school, within these walls, no, 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 it's different here. It's a different system here. No, no, here it's about, here we call it education. Out there it's grooming. In here it's education. Right? So humans have figured out reproduction and how to stick the hard thing into the wet thing long ago. There's really no need to educate them about it. And this happened, this change only happened very recently in human history. It was about in the 70s that this happened, where it became like standard fare to have sex education because for some reason, uh, the teaching unions of the Western world were able to convince people that, no, 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 there are things that your kids need to know about sex that only we can tell them. And some may argue that's when a big like divide um, started being exploited between children and their own parents. When when that, that, when those kinds of conversations started getting outsourced to government employees. That's just my opinion. <clears throat> you don't have to agree. Or explanations. It was wrong, it was stupid, and I'm trying to be a better person. I do want to get to what the New Yorker decision was and right. the consequences. So after you had worked there for 27 years, mm -hmm. um, you were fired. They said after an internal investigation. And in a... I would love to think internal investigation means investigation. I would love to think that somebody from HR sat there and watched the whole video. I would love to think that. Uh, not not for any reasons of like having empirical accuracy or anything like that. Not for the reasons of giving anyone a fair trial. Just because I hate people who work in HR and I want to punish them. <laughs> it's true. So if I could if I could make every HR employee on planet Earth sit down and watch the Jeffrey Tubin masturba uh, masturbation video, I would. <laughs> I would do that. If I ever become, like, ruler of Earth, that will be one of the first fucking uh, executive orders I sign. Anybody who has HR in their title at work must watch the Jeffrey Tubin masturbation video. Every, all of them. <laughs> 
And hey, if you don't if you don't want to watch the Jeffrey Tubin masturbation video, fine, but you can't be in HR anymore. Let's see how many of these fuckers really want to do that job. Let's push them. Let's push them. Let's see how bad they want it. And the ones who do watch it, the ones who do sit through, you know you've got to watch out for those fuckers because they are the ones around the office that aren't to be trusted. They, they, these are the cold-blooded fucking killers out there in the HR world. Be wary of anybody who would sit through the Jeffrey Tubin masturbation video to keep their HR job. Be worried about them because there, there's no length they won't go to to fuck your life up. They have no soul. <laughs> Internal they, mem- they feel no pain whatsoever. Though one of the executives there said, uh, I am writing to share with you that our investigation regarding Jeffrey Tubin is complete, and as a result, he is no longer affiliated uh, with our company. Uh, do you know what else they found? I do, actually. I was told very specifically by uh-huh. the people involved yes. that the clapping. Um, they look- I'm enjoying the clapping. The emphasis. My entire career. At, at the New Yorker, you know, 27 years, and found that there had been no complaints about me, no issues, no other, you know. Okay, K. Bucker Doc Holiday in the chat must be an Englishman. He must be an Englishman because this, ladies and gentlemen, is like a fucking football slash cricket song. He strokes to the east, he strokes to the west. Oh, Jeffrey strokes to the co-worker he loves best. <laughs> it's like, he bowls to the left, he bowls to the right. Oh, Mitchell Johnson, his bowling is shite. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. You'll never win another Ashes because of this fucking shit with Ollie Robinson, but, but, <laughs> good on you. Pleasure. Yes, she is. I, I knew it. I knew it. This was not the straw that broke the camel's back. It was just this incident. And I was certainly relieved, though not surprised, that that's what they found. And uh, But yet, nevertheless, they made the decision to get rid of me, which, needless to say, was heartbreaking for me. So you're saying there will be no... Heartbreaking, but my dick got really hard. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine your last day in the office being the one where you're like, well, let's fucking do this. Oh, fuck you. Oh, oh. People often fantasize when they quit their jobs about, like, you know, uh, coming on, like, the boss's desk or something. He went one step further than that. He came in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm out of here. So long, suckers. Surprises after this that will come out. <laughs> I, uh, there are no surprises out there uh, about there? my conduct that I am worried that that, that, that there is like a that there's a skeleton that's going to be found. Um, you know, I, I look, I, I live in the world. I know social media. Sort of. what, what you live in the world. You don't live in our world, though. You live in a very different world. The reactions are likely to be, I assume, I hope they will be at least mixed. But, mm-hmm. uh, and so people can claim what's like those mixed race girls I like to jerk off on. You know what I mean? They want, but I don't think there is any um, anything further that's going to come out. There you go. Nothing else is going to come out, ladies and gentlemen. So it's going to be fine. There you have it. All right. We've gone over time. Don't forget to follow some of our friends, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, um, this is it for me for a while at least. I'm going to take a break. If you missed the start of the show and you want to catch up as to why, then by all means, go back, watch the replay, what have you. 
But for now, I'm wrapping it up. So thank you to everyone who joined us and thank you to you guys who are like here and supporting the show and, you know, in the chat and sharing the links and stuff. Like I said, you guys are my Republican guard. So regardless of what happens from here on out, I'll always think that. So, all right. With that, like I said, look, I might be back. I don't know. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Don't forget to follow all of our friends, everybody that we promote here on the show. Um, yeah. I'll still be doing the starting block, by the way. Uh, Phil's on tomorrow night, winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Um, I'll still be doing the starting block on Fridays. Because like I said, Green will kill me if I don't, so I better keep doing it. But until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Thank you all. And see you next time. Bye-bye.